With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Catfish on Ice podcast, episode 37. This is Chad Benton, your host with Colin Bloom and Rich Howe. And, and we just saw the National Bears get another win over the Chicago Blackhawks. That's now six wins in six matchups this season. Oh, how sweet it is. And, man, did we not need that win more than maybe any other win this season. Because uh, the Dallas Stars are breathing down our necks for that fourth playoff spot. It's getting tight. It's getting close. My heart was going crazy leading up to the game and throughout the game. How did you guys get through that game? How was it for you guys? Same. It was scary at first a little bit. You know, they were kind of they kind of reverted back to some bad habits, and then you know, then they turned it on and pulled it out. It was awesome. Yeah, it was definitely Man, one were... of those things where it just got better as it goes. Like the first period yeah. was like, all right, this is pretty good. Then they scored that one, you know, the last five minutes ago, and I was like, all right, what's going to happen here? Second period came out hot, and it was like, all right, we're back on track, and they yep. got one again on the. And, you know, that's they they can do that to you. But then that third period, man, that was icing on the cake. Yes, uh, just an utter beatdown in the third period. One of the thing, I mean, the mo of this Preds team, we're starting to find out is they are not shy about coming out aggressive right at the opening puck drop. For better or worse, regardless of what ends up happening, you can't accuse this team of coming out flat-footed very often. They mm-hmm. usually come out buzzing. They come out aggressive. They're hitting. They're making plays. Sometimes it, it goes the wrong way, and it puts them in the penalty box, which happened tonight early on in the game. Made it a little bit too close for comfort there for a little bit. But like you guys just said, the Preds just really buzzed. So we're going to get into that matchup. We're going to talk about yep. some of the top stars of the game that we we kind of highlight. We're going to highlight the top stars of tonight's game as the Preds won. Again, this is episode 37 of the Catfish and Ice podcast presented by DraftKings. And as always, we are a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. And speaking of DraftKings, we invite all of our listeners to still go get that DraftKings Sportsbook app if you haven't done so already and use our promo code THPN as the NBA season's heating up. And we still have that awesome deal going for you where you can uh, bet on any team of your choosing to hit a three-point shot, even if they don't win, and you will win $100 in free bets. All you got to do is use the promo code THPN. And, of course, if you're into the Daily Fantasy, you can also get the DraftKings Sportsbook app and and do the Daily Fantasy. And there's millions of dollars of, of prizes up for grabs every week if you want to do the Daily Fantasy instead of the sports betting. So go get that app. Go to DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for more details. Restrictions apply. It's And our promo codes for new users only. Definitely go get the Sportsbook app, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and have some fun with that. So here's what we got in store for you for episode 37. We're going to talk about the big win over the Blackhawks that we just got done seeing, the 5-2 win. Could have been 6-2. Arvidsson was out there on that breakaway, and he found the post. Man, that was a loud ding. (laughs) That was one of the loudest dings you'll ever hear right there. He had him beat, too. Like, he he had him beat. And so uh, either way – Preds got the got the win. I don't think it felt like a five two score though. 
I mean, that game felt a lot closer than five to two final score, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, but either yeah. way, you take the win. And then, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to analyze it. Talk about our our uh, top uh, our top stars from the game. We're also going to get into our power rankings. Uh, since we're getting into the end of the season here, we are going to get into our top five Stanley Cup contenders as we see it. And uh, it's, it's a little different than normal power rankings. Power rankings, you know, everyone puts their power rankings out there. We're going to get into this more in the sense of who do we think is our top five teams who have the best chance to win the Stanley Cup, how we see it now. I'm sure we'll all have a little bit of different opinions on that. Uh, these Stanley Cup playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. We just lost Colin. Colin just disappeared. Oh, man. Uh, let's hope he gets back into the stream here soon, but we just lost Colin. So, hey, Rich, it's me and you for right now, man. We got to right. pick up the slack here. It's like uh, the Preds are having to pick up slack here, and they're losing losing people left and right. It's, it's happening to us now. So, Colin, let's we'll see if Colin gets back. <laughs> right. Let's hope he's day-to-day, not week-to-week. Um, well, minute right. to minute. We need- <laughs> yeah, right. Minute to minute is more important. Yeah, exactly. All right. And then to round out episode 37, we are also going to talk about what the Preds are going to have to do to get over this finish line. I feel like they're limping to the finish line. They're holding on to this fourth playoff spot by the slimmest of margins as they're waiting for some some more players to get back from injury. We got Matt Duchesne back. He played very well tonight, I thought. Scored a goal. Now we need Ellie yeah. Tolvanen back. We need Philip Forsberg back, to say the least. Uh, but, Rich, you got to share something with the, from the podcast on Facebook. We uh, had a good interaction with another uh, player who's been hurt for a while. And go ahead and share with some of the listeners kind of what, what happened there. Yeah, so we uh, <clears throat> just started a, a – we have an Instagram account, if anybody's on Instagram out there, and it's the same – as our Twitter and uh, Facebook, it's at Catfish Ice. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, uh, just kind of started and we kind of started following a bunch of players. And uh, Mark Borowiecki always is puts up lots of pictures on there of his him and his, his kid, his child. Um, I can't remember what his name is, but he put a picture up the other day. And uh, apparently, you know, Borowiecki was missing some chiclets <laughs> in the front there, like quite oh, a yeah. few. He put up a picture of him smiling. He got his teeth fixed, I guess, with him and his his son was smiling. And they and his little caption said, "Now we both have teeth again." So that was kind <laughs> of cool. I thought that Love was it. good. So I just Love I just it. commented, yeah, it was awesome. I just commented on there and told him, you know, enjoy enjoy your son while he's little because they grow up really fast. And and then congrats on the new grill. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> and he he actually responded back, and he was like, he was like, yeah, they sure do, or something like that. And then he he said thanks. So it's really right. good, you know. We see these guys out there all the day, all the time, and we critique them and criticize them and give them all this praise. But at the end of the day, they're just like me and you, you know. They're just oh, yeah. guys. They Definitely. got families, you know. They just drive nice for sports cars, <laughs> right? I love and Mark Borowiecki is one of those. Uh, Old school prototypical hockey mm-hmm. players, just a tough nose guy, and yep. uh, so very cool that he uh, responded back to the yeah, to the podcast. There, um, we're hoping to get him back as well. He yep. he's one of those players that you, if you are going to make the playoffs, you're going to need players like him. Absolutely, it's out there uh, laying the lumber out, is playing that tough defensive style of hockey. You're going to need a player like him back as mm-hmm. well. So let's Absolutely. hope to get him back soon for sure. But, uh, all right, we're still waiting to get Colin back, but we're going to go ahead and dive right in to tonight's episode and talk about the game we just watched. Here's what I took most from this game against the Chicago Blackhawks. 
is the Preds came out aggressive. They came, they didn't come out flat footed. They were taking their chances. They were taking their risks. And they just, I loved how aggressive they were. Like, I just, you know, like this team's not going to necessarily win being conservative and being not taking chances. I think that they're going to have to win exactly how they did it tonight. And how awesome was it to see Matthew Shane finally, oh, finally break through and get a goal? It wasn't really one of those flashy goals that he started on his own. He happened to be in a really good spot in front of the net, mm-hmm. and good things happen when you get in front of the net. That's the old that's the old adage goes in hockey. Absolutely. Good things happen when you get in front of the net, and that's where Duchesne was. Uh, got Matt Benning actually uh, filtered the puck towards the net, mm-hmm. who and that's another player who's not getting enough credit lately. Matt Benning yeah. is actually. Been playing very solid hockey lately, and so he 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 filtered the puck towards the net. I believe it tipped off of Eric Holla as well. It did, yeah, a little bit, and then went yeah. off of uh, Duchesne's stick. So kind of a fortunate goal for Duchesne, but give credit to, to Duchesne for being in the right spot, being in that high danger area, and the Preds got that very critical first goal. That was huge. I thought that was, no, was big huge. for mo- that was big for momentum. That was big for their psyche to get that first goal. And so that's kind of how things got started. We knew we were in for a for a dogfight. We knew the Blackhawks have a lot of offensive s- skilled players. And so, I mean, it's one of those things where you got to keep pushing. Rich, kind of what did you see from, from the start of the game? How did, how did it kind of work out for you? there just just same thing they, they came out really aggressive and you know Duchesne getting that first goal was just I mean that was amazing and I, I love to see that for him we really need him to step up in a big way and I think you know hopefully that'll motivate him hey there's Colin Colin's back I'm back I'm sorry hey. oh, you're, it's all good um, yeah it was just good to see see him you know get that goal and then I love their aggressiveness right out of the gate but then like we talked about in the beginning they kind of have little periods where they slack off a little bit and it kind of worries you a little bit. And then, you know, they get those penalties every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And it just, they, they, you can't do that. I think what they say, like Chicago's got like number three or four power play in the NHL, something like that. They've definitely and, uh, got a Chicago's got a, that That's their MO. Chicago's MO is yeah. really on the power play. And then of course yeah. that uh, Debrinket got that really good goal where he was just kind of yeah. camped out on the other side of the mm-hmm. net and had an open net yep. to slap it home. Yep. And so that, that's, those are the kinds of things the Preds can't do. They took another penalty right after that, pretty quickly mm-hmm. after. And it was just kind of a, a sense of, uh, in that case, it was Trennan, who was just maybe playing a little too aggressive. And you hate to say that because you don't want to, you don't want ever a player like him to pull it back too much. Mm-hmm. But in that case, maybe he should have toned it down a notch. But the Preds killed off that second power play, which which was they huge. Did. So, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Colin, really we were just kind of talking about how the game started and kind of how we felt as the game opened up. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a hot start, especially the way they – I mean, you just got to love the herd line. I think that's what we really lacked in the past two years has been a line that can really get out there, set the tone. I know we used to roll out Joe out there all the time, and that was kind of our tone-setting line. But from a physicality standpoint, we have a different identity now, and that line really brings it – uh, in terms of what we need to see from an identity standpoint. But, um, you know, no, we take the fuck the ass towards the end of the period, and it happens a lot of times. I mean, first, first period, second periods. Um, we're pretty good on that third period playing consistently all the way through. But, you know, that last five minutes in the first, you're like, all right, come on, guys. Like, you know mm-hmm. that you have this in, in check, and you just, you just kind of lose focus of it. So, um, you know, that, that can't happen down the stretch. We need them to be focused 
uh, for really this whole this whole home stretch of the season uh, to really pull out the uh, the wins we need to get us into the, into the playoffs. So after uh, after Debrinket got that power play goal, I felt a pretty dramatic shift in momentum back to mm-hmm. Chicago, and I was kind of yeah. worried there for a second, like legit worried. And then um, what do you know? The Preds just kept battling. They didn't take their foot off the gas. They didn't let it snowball into something worse. They they refocused and they figured it out. And then what do you know? Uh, Cal Yarncroke takes a gorgeous pass from from Granlund. Yep. That's that's the Michael Granlund we all know and love. The one, the guy who's that facilitator, that crafty offensive player. And then uh Yarncroke, you know, you know what Yarncroke's gonna do there. He's gonna finish most of the time. He's that type of player. And that was a really pretty goal for uh Yarncroke's 12th goal of the season. And so uh awesome to see them take that two-goal lead again. They went up three-one. But the black and then they went up. Yeah, no. So that went up two one there. Yeah. That broke the tie. That yeah. broke the tie. I'm sorry. And then, uh, a- and then Ek- yeah, Eckholm actually quickly scored not too long after that to make it three one. Yeah, that was that was my favorite goal of the night, too. Just seeing seeing that big, huge bearded Viking <laughs> going down the ice and on a breakaway, even you just don't see him do that. Yeah, very you don't often. you don't you don't see no. Matias Eckholm on breakaways very often. Yeah. Like I wasn't sure how that was gonna end when I saw him skate yeah, in, in that open ice. I'm like, man, like I don't know how this is gonna end. And he just I mean he like mic dropped yeah. it. He was just well, like, no, no doubt about it. And one yep. of our one of our predlines writers, Scott McPherson, even said that's probably the slowest breakaway you'll see all season because it was yep. it was more of a, a break slightly ahead just because he's such a big guy. Like it's hard for him to get fully ahead of someone, but when he gets behind the back line, it's pretty good. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I call him uh, Mount Ekholm because he find that shot. I mean, what he, lacks, what, what he lacks in speed, that shot makes up for it because he could have shot that from beyond the circle and it still would have gone in. I mean, that yeah. thing was just a, a rocket out of his out of his stick. So yeah, and there and there there wasn't any puck handling. It was just like no. <laughs> You know, he just straight. He he was going for it. He didn't. He he didn't deke or anything. There was there was no finesse. The the, the shot no. speed itself was enough to freeze uh yeah. freeze the goalie. So we'll take none it. of the none of the dirty dangles. No, <laughs> yeah, just straight so going shot. in. Yeah. So going into the third period, though, I mean, this game still felt very very tight. It was mm-hmm. a three two score. Preds were leading, and I I mean, like I said, I just. I wasn't super – I was confident. I still felt like they were probably going to maybe get the win, but I didn't see it ending in a 5-2 score. And how about Tanner Janot? Tanner Janot is quickly turning into a fan favorite. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he skated into that area and, and took and took the took the pass and got that huge goal less than 30 seconds into the third period to once again give the Preds a multi-goal lead. And so it was just like every time you thought the Blackhawks were about to make their move, and make this a tie score again, the Preds responded. Yeah. And so that's I mean, kind of what we saw there. Tanner Janot reminds me of what everything that we wished that Austin Watson could have been, but wasn't mm-hmm. because he can win yeah. fights. He, he can hit people and actually knock them down and doesn't get knocked down too much himself. I mean, if he does, he gets back and hits him back, but he also can actually score. Um, you know, Austin Watson had some mm-hmm. good moments for us, but not the way, not consistently the way Tanner Janot has been playing as of late. So we'll take right. it. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, and then uh, uh 20 seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was I was I was tweeting on the on the Catfish Twitter account. I was like, "Man, my thumbs are hurting because I did my usual like third period, you know, our go our go-to gift, all gas yeah. no breaks." Yep. And like 20 seconds later, as I'm sending that, they're scoring the first one. I goal, think I'm they like, listened right, to you. Next one. Hey. Yeah. 
They did. They I, listened, I appreciate they it. Listened, they listened to the uh, second intermission uh, gift tonight. All gas, yeah. no brakes. They totally took that in stride tonight. Listen, I will mm-hmm. take it. If my thumbs are sore after the end of the game, that's a good sign. Yeah. So, I mean, it was that, and then I had the first goal, and then immediately as soon as I sent on the first goal, they scored the second one. I'm like, all right, I'm yeah. running out of gifts here. Let's let's keep going here. But I was worked. really, really – I was really happy to see Luke Cunning get rewarded with that oh, goal. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that, guy, that guy was battling all night. He was – he was crashing the net. He was doing the dirty work. We thought Duncan for sure. Grill. We thought for sure. Oh, him and Duncan, Duncan Keith were going to go at it. Man, Duncan he Keith is such it. an he yeah. is such an aggressive, hard skating forward. Yeah. Like he he's he's I don't really know. He's almost like a Swiss Army knife. Like he can do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I love. I, I've really. I, I'm really starting to feel like I really hope we get we keep cunning around. Yeah. yeah. For for he, the for the, he, for next season or whatever you want to call it, he uh, he deserved that goal after the beating he he took all night because he was just getting pounded in the in front of the net by by Keith Duncan Keith a lot and mm. every time I hear Duncan Keith's name, you, do you guys remember there was a, a, a pop singer in the nineties late nineties named Duncan? Oh Sheet. man, here we go. You remember him? I have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. I, I bet, I bet, I bet you heard the song though, but I don't remember. Anyway, every time oh, I hear him say Duncan Keith, I'm like Duncan Sheep. Every time. I think anyway, you're like uh, the only person that probably makes that comparison, but it's okay. I just, it just, I'm, I just hear it every time. I gotta I say, hey. Anyway, uh, anyway. Unsung, unsung hero for me tonight, and really for the season, is a guy that kind of embodies the Preds' identity, and that's, and he doesn't show up on the stat sheet at all. But Nick Cousins, man, talk about mm-hmm. your hockey dermatologist. The end of the game, that was the brawl that you know basically erupted from Duchesne taking some some licks. I mean, the guy just knows how to get under a team's skin. Every team we play, and he's really, always he's always yeah. he's always playing ticked off. He is, and he moved up into second place. He he got he moved ahead of a uh, borrow tonight uh, on the penalty minutes. But Nick Cousins is going to make this an interesting series because now we got to see those guys in their their arena uh, for yeah. two nights. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch, but. You know, he's he's an agitator. He'll he'll get after it. You know, it's yeah. weird. It's weird to feel like you're in a position where it's a must win against a team that you've already beaten six out of six times, but it still yeah. feels that way. It's still – we've beaten them six out of – I mean, that is utter domination I mean, against we can a get team hit. in one season to beat them six out of six times. And it's not like the Blackhawks are scrubs. It's not like we've beaten the Red Wings six out of six times. They're, the Blackhawks have talent. They've got a really talented – Rookie goaltender in Lankinen. They've got some some really good goal scorers. They've got some things they're building on. Heck, they made they they made the playoffs last year. And so, to beat them six out of six times, and I still feel like this is a must win. We have it. Almost feels like we have to beat them eight out of eight times. I, I'm all for I'm all for that season. Insane sweep. to think about. I want that season sweep. I would love to be able to hang oh, it over their sweet. heads to say, you know, for, for yeah. the whole season, eight games, you couldn't get a single win off us. That would be that would yeah. be perfect. But I mean the thing is, like we got we have to because it's it's not even necessarily the opponents anymore. Now looking at the schedule, yeah. it's just a matter of we gotta get the points where we can get them because Dallas. I gotta is I gotta next. share this. I gotta yeah, you're absolutely right on that. I gotta share this uh, crazy stat that I saw from Mark Lazarus, who writes senior writer for the athletic. Uh, from Chicago, covers the Blackhawks. Um, he shared a crazy stat that you just would not believe. Uh, it says here, dating back to that eightful playoff series in 2017, which ended four years ago tomorrow, the Blackhawks have scored more than two goals against Nashville just twice in 21 meetings. 
that's now, crazy. now that's, that's now that's twice in 22 meetings because that was tweeted before the game officially ended. So <laughs> twice in tw- in the last 22 meetings, the Blackhawks have scored have been able to score more than two goals in today's NHL. In today's NHL, where you see teams run up the score, you see five to four games all the time. You see four to three, six to two. To think that they've only scored more than two goals twice in 22 meetings, dating back to that time, that's just pure domination. I know Blackhawks fans will still say, oh, we've got all these Stanley Cups and yada, yada, yada. But that is just recent pure domination by the Predators over the Blackhawks. (laughs) But we've got to keep it up, though. You can't let up at all. It almost feels like we're playing the Dallas Stars and not the Chicago Blackhawks, even though the Blackhawks are still only four points back right now. It's just – it's crazy. So, we got to finish we, them off. Yeah. We need some help. We have to finish them off. Well, down the stretch – Yeah, okay. go ahead. I was just going to say, we've got the two more. We need to win the two more against Chicago because Dallas has three more against Detroit right in a row. And right mm-hmm. now it's – Talk about that. Got, talk about that. Talk about this crazy schedule. I know it's like just the way it shook out with everything going on and the postponements and all that. But to get gifted with four straight games against the Detroit Red Wings at this point in the season for the Dallas Stars, wow. They do have a tough stretch in May. I mean, they're going to get the Panthers. They're going to get the Lightning. They play worse than we do. Yeah. It's going to be now. And we still get get to play the the Blue Jackets a couple times. So, yeah. um, I mean, that's really what hurt it's, us. It's all going to even out. It kind of goes back to what I was saying about the, the overtime. Like, we can't take them to overtime. That next game, I'm mm-hmm. actually going to be at the last game against the Stars. I don't want to see an overtime win. I want to see I want to see a win in regulation just because they've yes. piled up these overtime points and it's killing us. So It really has I mean, killed so. us. To, to, think that you, to think that the Preds have beaten them four times and it's all come in to where they still got a point, that's killing you at this point. Yeah. So um, definitely for sure there. Uh, so we were going to say going into the segment, we're going to talk about the biggest, our biggest stars of the game. Cause I feel like you could make an argument for several players. I think s- several players had really strong games tonight. I'm going to, uh, my three players that I would have to say had, the, had my three stars of the game. I got to give my top star to Luke Cunning. Just judging off of how much he elevated his game how much he was all over the ice, making plays, making moves, doing what he did. I'm going to give him my first star. I'm going to give UC Soros my second star just because, once again, Mr. Consistency, you give, you're give always giving yourself your team a really good chance to win when you only surrender two goals. I mean, yep. you. I don't care how – and we know how the Preds, it's well documented that the Preds recently have struggled to put shots on goal. They fixed that mm-hmm. tonight. But for the most part, they've been really struggling to get shots on goal. They've been going in, into the third period with only like 12 shots on goal. Like that's not going to get it done. But when you have a goaltender like UC Soros, who's only giving up two goals, you know, he gave up three goals to the Hurricanes the other night. And, you know, he kind of struggled against the Hurricanes. But for the most part, he's only given up two goals or less in a lot of his starts lately. So that's that's giving your team a chance to win, even if they are struggling on the power play and even if they are struggling to get shots on goal. So I got to give UC Soros my second star. My third star, I mean, you could go a lot of different directions here, make a lot of different arguments. I gave my third star to uh, Eckholm just for getting that huge goal in that moment there. I thought that was a clutch goal that he scored to make it 3-1 and to extend the lead to, to a multi, multi-goal multi uh, lead. So h- how do you guys feel about it? Do you guys kind of agree with that, or you got a couple other guys that you would put into your top three stars? 
I got a, I got a couple. Well, really, just one other one. Um, I, I got to give at least you know. I'm gonna go three to one. So my third star would probably be Yusuf Saros because this is birthday too. So you gotta gotta give all the right. birthday boy some love. Happy birthday, Yusuf <laughs> Saros. We appreciate y'all and all you do for the team. But uh, my second star would probably be Cal Yarncrook, um, just because he's got two points as well. He had an assist, had a goal. Um, the guy really is like they were saying earlier in the pregame. He's a Swiss Army knife, and he really is. Like you can put him anywhere, and he's gonna contribute. And you, just, you gotta love Iron Hook. You know, he's just he, he gets the work done and he grinds it out. Um, and then my, my first star is definitely Luke Condon. I mean, he was just in front of the night all night, the net all night. He was, you know, creating opportunities, chipping away. I was glad to see him finally get that goal, but he also got an assist too. So you can't beat that. Another two point net for him. And really, since he's come back from injury, he's been playing like a man that's just lights out. So, um, you know, I definitely got to respect him for what he's done. I would say if I if I had a four star to give, Duchesne, finally get the monkey off his back. Glad to see him get a goal. Yep. So <clears throat> my, my third would probably be uh, Granlin. He had two assists. Mm. He was dishing that dish to uh, Yarncroft was just gorgeous. I mean, yeah. that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Even Chris Chris Mason was like Mikhail Granlin from uh, Wayne Gretzky's office. It was just <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> so I love great. that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. that so, I love that line from Chris Mason. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, second would be probably be Soros. He had a really good uh, stop on that breakaway. I think it was mm. was it uh, Debrink Debrink it. it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just shut him down. He was really Soros. far. Saros really had to handle an onslaught there before the Preds really started cooking. That was kind of around that time when uh, they took those penalties and whatnot. And I think Saros really kind of stopped Chicago's momentum a little bit because Chicago was starting to build that momentum. And so he kind of held, held it together, kept the Preds in the lead Mm -hmm. long enough until the Preds really kind of like started taking control after that. So just Mr. Reliable. That's who Saros is these days. He's Mr. Reliable. I mean, yep. yes, he gives up rebounds here and there. He's not perfect. No goaltender is. But for the most part, he's Mr. Reliable right now. And the Preds just have to reward him with some goal support. And they did that tonight, finally. It was nice Absolutely. to see. It was a beautiful thing to see. Yep. For sure. Uh, speaking of Luke Cunning, he had four hits tonight. I mean, I mean, this guy's he's not a big guy. I mean, this guy's out here not afraid to get in the dirty areas and make things happen. But he can also score goals. He can also – I mean, he's just – he's all over the place. So, Luke Cunning, awesome game from you. Yeah, awesome yeah, game. That's good. So, who's your first star, Rich? Oh, Cunning. Definitely oh, Cunning. We're all in agreement. We're all in agreement on Luke Cunning with the first star. First star. Just, I'm pretty sure he did get the first yeah. – officially he got the first star of the game as well. Yeah. Just because so, um, of the way he dug in in front of the net – and taking the, the beat we might get some we're, we might get some criticism here though that we didn't uh, include Tanner Janot in our top three stars. He got the third star of the game in the official uh, box score. And I mean, I, I prefaced it by saying you can make several arguments for several players. You got 10, 10 players getting 10, 10 different points. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of points to go around. Tonight. What a game! That that's a winning formula. Yeah, I saw that tweet from Justin Bradford who does a penalty box radio. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, awesome follow to follow him. Definitely got to follow Justin Bradford and in, in, in penalty box radio. Uh, but I, yeah, I saw that from him. He shared that saying 10 point, you know, over, you know, 10 players had it had points in this game. So just yep. an all around great effort from the team. So now let's, let's, let's get into the next segment of the Catfish and Ice podcast, episode 37 presented by DraftKings. And let's go ahead and go right into – so the Preds got nine games left. They, they've got a two, they've got a three point cushion right now on the Dallas Stars, and they've got a four point cushion on the Chicago Blackhawks. 
they've played more games than both of those teams as well. So you got to keep that in mind. The Stars still have three extra games to play. So, I mean, it's just so close. The margin for error is, error is razor thin. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think the elephant in the room right now for the Preds going into this segment we're about to talk about here to get in to get over this finish line and get into the playoffs is they've got to figure out how they're going to remedy this power play without Ellie Tolvin and Philip Forsberg. I mean, that it, it's an eyesore right now. It's really bad. They went <laughs> they went over five tonight on the power Man, play. Four minutes of power play time at one point. I mean, Luckily, it did not cost them. But it's oh. going to cost them in a playoff series. I can promise you that. And it's it might even cost them, dare I say, in this down this last nine games to get in the playoffs. And I, I think that's that's got to be the focus in practice right now. I think they've got to be creative. I think John Hines. I know we hate line shuffling, but I think in this case, I think they're going to have to start uh, experimenting with some different uh, power play units here. Because it, whatever they're doing now is not working without Forsberg mm-hmm. and uh, Tolvanen in there, and I think I saw tonight that the Preds haven't scored a power play goal since Ellie Tolvanen went out. Nope. And that's mm-hmm. now that's now seven games, so that's bad. Mm-hmm. So we got to figure it out. I mean, that's kind of like the easy answer to make right there that the Preds got to do to to finish out this playoff race. How do you guys feel about it? Other than I that. Mean- yeah, it's it just looks so it looks back to what it looked like before they told him and really got involved with it, which is a problem because mm-hmm. there's a lot of passing around the perimeter, not a lot of shots to show for it, and the shots were not creating second chance, single chance opportunities. Everybody's around the perimeter, so when you have someone shooting from the blue line, then it bounces off the goalie. They can get they can get it and they can clear it. We don't get anybody down low. I think that's a difference maker too, and I don't understand why because Ellie Tolvin's game wasn't predicated on the perimeter play. I mean, he shot from the circle, but there are people in bodies down front. I don't know what's happening to those bodies. I mean, we need to crash the yeah. net more in the power mm-hmm. play to actually make something happen. Um, but at the same time, I mean, fingers crossed we get Tor- Tolvanen or Forsberg back at some point soon. I mean, it's been so long now, it feels like that right. we just, I mean, surely they got to be close, I would hope. But we have not gotten an update on that yet. So it's frustrating to know that. Yeah. Yeah. I think what sticks out with the power play, another thing is they can't get set up. In, mm-hmm. in, the, in the offensive zone, they can't even – like they struggled tonight a few times That's... to even get set up. And it was really – and, I mean, of course, we're talking about the Hurricanes, but it was really noticeable when they were playing the Hurricanes. Like it, the, the Hurricanes looked like when they were on the penalty kill that they had six guys. I mean, they yeah. were just all over them. And that's – you know, that's that's a, that's a big problem because you know, that's very glaring. I, I don't know – as great as it feels to see the Preds win tonight, and yes, they're holding on to that fourth spot and, and all that stuff. I don't know how, on a scale of one to ten, one being not confident at all, if the Preds don't f- fix this power play or improve it at least slightly over these last nine games, yeah. I'm at like a three or a four that they're going to finish this off and get in. I mean, they've got it. I just don't know how it's going to last. Uh, they, 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 they got. They were fortunate enough to. For it not to bother them tonight, they got some really fortunate goals. They got some tip ins. They they made some things happen. They were forechecking hard, but I don't know if they're going to be able to finish this off without the their power is, play showing some type of improvement. Tonight's a barometer too, because I mean you got to look at the stats. Mm-hmm. The 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 Blackhawks are twenty seventh in the NHL in penalty kill. Like if there's a team that you should be scoring on on the mm-hmm. power play. It's it's them honestly, and we you're right. We couldn't get set up. I mean, Carolina is a different level. They they have an yeah. elite penalty kill, but the Blackhawks like the next two nights where we got to get it figured out. Mm-hmm. As far as we need to see some points come out of it from someone. I don't know 
what the answer is. I'm not sure. I've seen know. I've seen some people throw Tanner Janot out there. I mean, why not? Big body, there, see what he can do. Try it. I mean, it's big a, body, put him toward, put him towards the net. And just see if he can agitate some people, or maybe even uh, maybe even give Matt Duchesne a shot back on the power play unit again. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they, I, I think they got. I do think they got to shuffle some things up on the power play and, and see if it, they can get a spark from somewhere else. They yeah. put uh, Rocco Grimaldi on there too, didn't they? Didn't he have a yeah. shot? Wasn't yeah, he on for, for a second, yeah, yeah he was. He was, yeah. on, he was on the second unit, um, mm-hmm. but, and it's just. Something's you gotta think that it. you gotta think that's the coaching staff's top priority right now is to figure that out because mm-hmm. um, okay so here's another thing I got one more where I'm like okay it's it's probably gonna unfortunately take this and I'm sure a lot of people see this coming and that's I think UC Soros is just gonna have to stand on his head I, I think he's gonna have to keep being the UC Soros that gives up two goals or less because yeah. I mean yeah yeah the Preds scored seven on Tampa Bay they've shown mm-hmm. that they can explode for goals. Um, but for the most part, the Preds are still a pretty limited offensive team right now. And so I think that it's going to take Soros, you know, continuing to do what he's been doing, which who's to say he can't do that. But if we go through another little bit of a goaltending dip, maybe we have this horrible lapse out of nowhere. That's going to be another thing that might seal our fate. We might come up just short of the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen. I have full confidence that Soros is locked in. And he's seeing the puck well right now, and he's he's just not going to let that happen. But that's something in the back of my mind right now. I mean, with Car- and see, the Carolina's piece is still looming out there. I mean, they're still going to be there. And really, like, if we do make the playoffs, it, you kind of have to look at some of these wins with grains of salt because we've never beaten Tampa Bay with Vasilevsky. We've yet mm-hmm. to beat Carolina. Um, you know, Dallas without Radulov, we've been able to hang with him and be okay. But I mean, we got and he's out for he's out for the season. I'm correct me if I'm wrong there, but I'm that, pretty that, sure. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. So but they're that, getting Sagan back apparently. Uh, yep. So that uh, that makes it a little bit tough for us too. I mean, there's a lot of things that are are at play, variables at play, and I mean, realistically, we just we almost have to win out. We have to even even if we were to beat Columbus, uh, you know, for those two games, beat Dallas, sweep Chicago in all three. We got to get one or two against Carol- against Carolina and Florida. I mean, that's the, those are the two are the make or break it's because that's you know the, Dallas has a slightly harder schedule, but it's going to be really tight and we're, there's no room for error in these final yeah. final games. And what you said about Soros is true because like these two these two these four goals that they got really quick that doesn't happen all the time. That's kind no. of an outlier, and they you know they're going to definitely have to rely on Soros. And, and eventually they're going to have to let Rene play too. He's going to have, need a break. So, yeah, I don't so know. I, maybe, maybe we'll I, see I, I Rene next like, I kind of said like after the Preds went through the trade deadline and didn't really do much, I said, okay, you've really raised the stakes on making the playoffs. You've kind of sh- made it clear, okay, we are good with what we got, but you got to make the playoffs. If, yeah. if, it, let's say the Preds would have been sellers, soft sellers at the deadline, and said, "Okay, you know, we're we're reinvesting in our future, and we'll see what happens." I think it would have been a lot easier to miss the playoffs in that in that respect. But since the Preds forged ahead with what they had, and they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, if they come up short of the playoffs, man, it's going to be rough. It's, it's going to be a bad look. It's going to be a really bad look. And even after beating the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. It's it's still a very very tight race and it's nothing is 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 locked in at all. The I see the so here's the thing. Well, you mentioned you know Pecorini is going to start at some point. I see him starting probably 
the 27th against Florida because it's a back-to-back, the 26th and 27th. But what makes me nervous is that after that Florida series, it's kind of a trap because we have basically three nights off before we have to play Dallas again. That's the longest break we've had all season. We've never had more than, you know, two or less than two nights. So it's going to be very interesting to see how we come back on that, that, that May 1st game because if we beat Dallas May 1st, that could be the exclamation point. That could be the game that's like, all right, listen, we're better. We've shown you you're better. It's over. Like, you know, sit, sit down yeah. pack it in. But it's going to be very interesting watching that. Yeah, I just, I just hate, I hate that Dallas gets Detroit four times in a row. <laughs> yeah, it's just the way, it, Dallas, just the way it goes. Just Dallas, way can it play, goes. Dallas can play spoiler though. I mean, you just never, you never know. They've done it before. So, They've done it all season. So yep. now we do have to wonder. Okay, are we going to get Forsberg and Tolvanen back for that last stretch to push us over the finish line? That's another key factor in all this. Is you know, I hope so because I see it. It's very apparent. Even though the Preds are still, you know, like they won tonight five to two, and they did score some really impressive goals and flurries or whatever, but um, I still it's still very apparent that they're missing Forsberg and Tolvanen badly, mm-hmm. and you yeah. get them back, you get them back, and suddenly your confidence level explodes yep. that this team can do what it takes to get in the playoffs, and who knows, maybe even shock somebody in the first round, but without Tolvanen and Forsberg. My yep. expectations are extremely, extremely low that the Preds not only will even make the playoffs, but I don't even know what they're going to do if they do get in the playoffs. I yep. think they might get swept by Carolina. Like, they really need Forsberg and Tolvanen back to finish maybe, out the stretch. Maybe we'll get them back because, I mean, you remember, like, we didn't even know that Duchesne was going to come back until the day they announced it. Well, that's the deal. That's the deal. Yeah. That you just find out at the last yeah. minute. Yeah, you find yeah. out right the day of, which is frustrating so – it is. But, you know, it's will, just the way it goes. Yeah, That's the way the hockey injuries go. Maybe I will say, don't, don't count Detroit out just yet in Dallas because they're, believe it or not, they're three and two against uh, Dallas. Or no, mm-hmm. Dallas is three and two against them. Yeah. Dallas needed a shootout tonight to beat them. Yep. I watched it. Yep. Detroit Detroit could help us a little bit. You know, they're oh, we, need, we need that help. We need happens. that help. We really need help from Detroit. <laughs> I, I'm going to go. I'm going to take back everything bad I've ever said about the Detroit Red Wings. I need some good karma to come our way. I need the good karma. Everything? Uh, I need the good karma. I need the good karma to come our way. I feel gross rooting for them, too, but I don't know if I'm going to take everything back I've said about them. I still still believe in my heart who they are. I started started to tweet out Detroit is useless, but I was like, I better not do that. They can still help us out. Right, they can still still help us out in a big way with three more matchups coming up this week. Maybe it's Columbus. We're going to be scoreboard watch. No, I, if you want to talk about the, a team that's packed it in, doesn't yep. care anymore, it's definitely the Columbus Blue Jackets. Listen, no, right. if, Detroit, if Detroit somehow wins this series or at least gets, you know, at least ties it up 2 2, yep. I will admit live on the podcast that Detroit has a superior pizza. There's Ooh. my, there's, there's my there offer. Go. All right. Listen, I'm a, I'm a Jets fan, so I'll give that to them anyways, but I will, I will give them that much. Yep. There you go. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, so we, all, say- we all agree. We all agree, though, that the number one thing that has to improve if the Preds are going to, get, are going to finish this playoff uh, push, it's the power play. Yep. I mean, it, it's it's pretty egregious right now, just like it was to open the season, like Colin said, before Tolvanen came into the lineup. It's crazy how much it's being illustrated right now, how important Tolvanen is. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And Forsberg, too. But um, yeah. it's just, it's yeah, when it comes to that power play unit, they are missing them them two guys badly, and they need them back quick. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I think we're all going to be throwing parties 
when the day that uh, that notification comes to our phones that says Ellie Tolvanen's been activated off injured reserve and he will play tonight yeah. or Forsberg, we're waiting on it. I feel like he is going to be if they travel with the team. That's going to be the big key. Yep, that's how yeah. you'll know. That's how you'll know. All oh, right, yeah. so um, yep. let's go into our final segment of the Catfish and Ice podcast, brought to you by DraftKings, and we are a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go follow us on Twitter at Catfish Ice, on Facebook at Catfish Ice, and on Instagram at Catfish Ice. And uh, we will we will definitely appreciate the follows and uh, tweet at the show. We love interacting with all the Preds fans out there. Or even if you're not a Preds fan, if you're an opposing fan, you can still tweet at us. We'll have some fun with that. All right. Final segment. We're going to unveil our top five power rankings when it comes to our Stanley Cup contenders. And this can be different from your top five teams. These are teams we think are going to get in the playoffs and they're going to be the toughest teams in the playoffs. And they're just how we see it as our top Stanley Cup contenders. Uh, who wants to start it off? Who wants to, who wants to unveil their list first? Are we going to do the list? Or are we going to do five all of our number fives? And no, no, no. We're going to we're going to each go around list? the room. We're all we're each going to go around the room and, and give out our list. How about you go first, Rich? I'll go first. Start, all right. So start number, with number five. Yeah, number five. So this was a, a tough because um, I, I have Washington Capitals. Okay. Um, they they got uh, Mantha. They traded for Anthony Mantha, and he scored a goal yeah. in all four of his outings. With them, but the other the other number five that I was going to put was Boston because they got Taylor Hall and Taylor Hall has yeah. scored two goals already. He has scored two goals for his thirty seven games with <laughs> Buffalo, and now he yeah. scored two goals when four. Imagine games. imagine what a change of scenery will do for you. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. So so I have them, and then number number four, I've got Tampa Bay. I mean, they're you know it's Tampa Bay, so you know they're. They're Speaks awesome. For herself. Speaks they're, for they're probably yeah. You don't have to really say anything. Uh, number three, I have Vegas. You know they're playing amazing as well. Uh, number two, I have Carolina. And if the Predators don't win, they're who I want to see win because I really like watching them play. They are fun to watch. Um, you know we hate them and when it's they not play. Really, them. it's not really a natural rivalry with them. Like it's not. Yeah, I mean it doesn't it, feel natural yeah. at all. Like they're not in our division normally. Um, yeah. So it's an easy team to kind of, even though they're in our division this year, it, it would yeah. be an easy team to kind of cheer for if yeah. if the Preds are out of it, in my opinion. Yeah. So then, number one, I'm sure everybody has them as Colorado. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I all think, right, that yeah. is pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, pretty straightforward. I think. I think that's who. Ninety percent of people probably have Colorado as their top team. Yeah. I think the beginning of the season we were talking about who we thought might be in the. Stanley Cup Finals, and I think we all agreed. Colorado's, Colorado's won nine – is nine, nine one and zero in their last uh, ten games. So, yeah. they, are, they yeah. are definitely hitting a hot streak at just the right time. A lot of people are – when the Preds were winning 13 and 16, everyone was saying, the Preds are the hottest team in the league except for dot, 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 the mm-hmm. Colorado Avalanche. That's kind of yeah. what you heard. They've but, only uh, lost nine games and four overtime losses, so. Yeah. That's, all right, give us yours, Colin. Uh, so, uh, this is a tough yes, one. Start I mean, with five. Yeah, with five, um, I had to go with Toronto Maple Leafs. I got to mm-hmm. give a little love to Canada, to Austin Matthews being on the tear. He's been on. Um, I can't. I really hope we see Toronto Edmonton at some point because. Oh, that, yes. Give me all that. That's a series we deserve to see on national TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that works out. Um, my number four team is going to be the Washington Capitals. Uh, wouldn't it be hilarious to see another Preds? Ex former coach, win a cup. 
Oh, <laughs> Anyways, oh my gosh! All those Peter, Lo- all those Peter uh, Laviolette haters are gonna be so ticked off. I, I think that one might even sting even more for Adam Vinian just because he's from Washington, and so mm-hmm. to see Laviolette, who he pretty much famously jarred with, yes. win a cup would probably would probably eat him alive. But um, I do think that the Washington Capitals have that have that power to do so. Uh, my number three is actually Vegas. Uh, I really like Vegas. Um, the way they play, they just in all facets of the game. I mean, they've been. Pacing that that West Division, you know, the Honda West. Sorry, and they've got a lot uh, of good players. I mean, like Mark they, Stone. Mark Stone's deep. one of the best in the league. Pacioretty. They got Flurry and Net. They're, they're stacked. Deep. They can come back on you. They're they're, just, mm-hmm. they're a very solid team. My number two, and and this is gonna, you know, surprise some people, but because I'm gonna leave the team out, but Carolina. I think Carolina's got the edge over Tampa, and I think that they are my favorites out of the, uh, the Central. And my number one team is the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, so you left Tampa have... out of your top five. I did. That's a that's a pretty spicy take there from Colin. I did. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, hey, Vasilevsky see if he's if he's healthy. If he stays healthy, they're they're going to be a hard one to beat. Right? So let me ask you this: Is that seven two score that the Preds put on them factoring into your uh, omission out of the top five? <sighs> no, that was I mean, against a back. That was against a backup goaltender. That wasn't against. Vasilevsky, so it wasn't no, no, yeah, and I and I agree with that. I just looking at the schedule, even Carolina. I mean, they've they've kind of been ahead of Carolina slightly in the series, but Carolina's played them very close. And if I had to pick a team right now, Carolina's faster. Carolina has the goaltending and three goaltenders. Like yeah. if Vasilevsky goes, if Vasilevsky goes out, they're Tampa's done. I mean, they're yes, just, I agree with that. In the water. Carolina, Tampa, did, Tampa did beat the Carolina Hurricanes tonight in overtime, three two. So yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Carolina, there, there's that. They can. The, the thing about Vasilevsky is, though, he's known for going on big, huge, long runs where he's played like 20 games in a row. So. Yeah. Just, but like you said, if he gets hurt, you know, that's pretty much going to be just, Hockey is random and you never know. And, you never I, mean, know. and I, I just like Carolina's talent and their speed. I think they improved more so at the draft than Tampa Bay did. So I'm going to give them the edge there. Yep. All right. So right, let, me, uh, let me give my top five here. Let me start with number five. And I am also going with the Toronto Maple Leafs at number five, just like Colin did. I feel like they, they've kind of been skating. Like, they haven't been playing up to expectations recently. Uh, yeah. They've kind of been playing a little uh, average, I should say. But I they, still look like one of those teams like, they look like one of those I teams that can go on a run. I still yeah. think they're a very scary team in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, of course, you got Austin Matthews. They're, uh, they're a top 10 scoring team in the league. Like, they, they, they've got a lot of firepower. I think they can definitely get hot at the right time and be a, a nightmare in a seven-game series. So, I got them at number five. Number four, I got the Tampa Bay Lightning. I just couldn't knock them out. I couldn't go as far as taking them out of the top five. Um, I do think – and the biggest reason I put him in my top five as far as Stanley Cup contenders is because of Vasilevsky. I think he's the best goaltender in the world. I think that he's – out of all your goaltenders, he's the one that has the best chance of getting hot at the right time and handling every onslaught that's thrown at him and he could kind of carry the Tampa Bay Lightning further than maybe they deserve to go just based on him alone, kind of what I see out of out of him. But the Tampa Bay Lightning still have plenty of great players. They, they can also get hot and, and make them an unstoppable team, like, you know, just like Braden Point, for instance. And if Stamkos comes back and, they, and, you know, Victor Hedman, like they've still got some great players as well. So I can't write them off. I had to put them in my top five. Number three, I got the Vegas Golden Knights. I think we all have the Vegas Golden Knights at our number three. So I, I agree that they are one of those teams that's just well-rounded. They check a lot of the boxes as being a complete team. 
Uh, they're second in the penalty kill in the league. They're first in goals against per game. They only give up 2.18 goals a game. I mean, this I mean, this team is tough to crack. And they've also got some really good goal scorers. I think Mark Stone is arguably – he's definitely a top ten player in the league. Uh, I love watching Mark Stone play. And so, I got them at number three. I think they're going to be a really tough out. I got the I got the Carolina Hurricanes at number two. If we would have done if we did this segment last week, I would have probably had the Hurricanes at number one. But mm-hmm. I've actually moved them back to number two, not because of anything they've really done wrong. More or less, I'm just starting to see Colorado cook with gas right now. They're looking like a scary team. I mean, they're going to be. It would it would be a huge, huge, huge disappointment for the Colorado Avalanche if they don't win a cup. It's definitely cup or bust for them. Yeah. And they've been building this up for a while now. I saw we kind of saw the Avalanche coming the year that they took the Preds to uh six games on the President's Trophy year in yeah. 2018. We've kind of known that the Avalanche were coming and and now they've built this stacked roster full of just so many good players. Well, so, what's, kind of, uh, what's kind of concerning is it happened after they got rid of Duchesne. So <laughs> what does that say? Yeah, but <laughs> right. So, yeah, Colorado, they're first in the league in goals per game, 3.58 goals per game, third in goals against per game. So they they are balanced. They score a lot of goals. They don't give up a lot of goals. They've got rock-solid goaltending. They, they, they really don't have a weakness. They don't. Yeah. So No love for the Mass Mutual East, huh? I don't. I do have an honorable mention, though. I do have a team that I wanted to put in there, and it's not the Washington Capitals. I think I'll, I like what you're going to say. I think I know who it is, but go for I, it. I'm going to say the New York Islanders. Yes. Go, I'm all for Trotsy. If he if Trotsy gets another cup, I'll still be happy. That's I just feel I'm like the about. Islanders are once again a team that's being overlooked. Uh, they've got a they, they're a really really um, well coached, uh, fundamentally uh, sound defensive team. They're not going to go out there and dazzle you like the Colorado Avalanche do or like the uh, Carolina Hurricanes do, but I do think that they're still a team that we shouldn't be overlooking. So I put them in my honorable mention. I will say I haven't watched a lot of them this season, but hey, I just Hockey know fans, that they're still a I'm team Ray. hanging around and out there. I'm that, Ray that Ray. We, we host the House of Hockey I, I Podcast I mean, on the Hockey Podcast my, my Network. We're lifelong hockey fans to talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo, and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? You know better than that now, boy. I got dressed for the Bruins. get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. started playing the like, and I turned it I guess one of the reasons I left the Capitals out is just because I feel like they're kind of a helter-skelter type of team. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this this ice bar where they've got now girls around around them. I just don't know if I trust them. I wonder who who he should have checked over here. And then I looked down at it. By Boston or by Pittsburgh or the entire bar was lined with guys. I could see that totally happening. So I just don't trust the Capitals that much. Oh my gosh. Pittsburgh, you know, you talked, you said no love for the Massachusetts. Out of all four of those top four teams, I'm definitely going to say the Islanders team. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey. Even though they're not in first place right now, they are trail on the Capitals division. Their whole week is built around Pittsburgh's another team. I just don't know if I really trust that much. We don't agree on everything. I know who goes on pizza. And of course, no, Boston Bruins not. another team. I think it does. But we do agree the that there are many people in places one game that they build look like the House of Hockey. New game episodes like every Tuesday. Come on in so, to the House of I mean, Hockey Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. That's kind of what I see out of that division. 
Uh, so, we, so we're we're considered the West Division this year, right? Western Conference still. We're Central. Kind of. Uh, Western Conference. Conf- yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah I think I'm so. kind of confused by how they did the conferences this year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure we're still considered the West. So, um, so yeah, I guess if you're talking Eastern Conference alone, I mean, man, it's going to be really up for grabs there with the Canadian, with the North Division, and with the East Division. Uh, that's going to be a fun one to watch there. I definitely think in the Western Conference, the 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 Stanley Cup representative is pro. Uh, I mean, I mean, I throw Carolina in there, but I still think Colorado and Vegas are the top two horses there in the in in the uh, Western Conference. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's, fun. I was saw Max uh, Max Greenberg, who's one of our other writers. Like, it's hard to gauge just because of how this is all playing out. Like, we don't know because we've not seen them play outside of their division. Like, one division oh, yeah. could be a, a lot stronger than another division. I mean, this Canada division we kind of scoff at because the points are kind of more balanced across the board. So, so yeah, really I mean, so once you up. get once you get into those conference finals, it's going to be the winner of whoever won the round robin of their division in the playoffs against the other division's winner. Because it's, I'm pretty sure they seed it one to one against four, two against three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now I haven't seen the playoff playoff rules yet. Are they going to reseed everything in the second round, or will you still play? The division team in the second round of the playoffs. I haven't seen that. Pretty, pretty sure you still play the the second te- second team in your division. It stays in the division okay. until the conference finals. Okay, there you go. So yeah. I mean, I could totally see a scenario where it's Carolina Hurricanes versus Colorado Avalanche in the conference finals, and you want to talk about a fun mm-hmm. series to watch with those two teams going up against each other. I mean, obviously, I hope it's the Preds, but being realistic here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hurricanes Avalanche in the conference finals. That's going to be edgier seat, exciting hockey right there. So if that happens, so yeah, I agree. All right, so we're getting we're getting close to this season being over with. It's it's hard to believe. It's crazy to think. It's been really fun uh, covering this season and and bringing this new podcast, the Catfish Nice Podcast. We've had so much fun, and mm-hmm. there's more fun to come. So we appreciate all of you. We hope we. Can can have some playoff epi- Preds playoff hockey episodes for you yes. here in the near future. The Preds got a little more work to do, but I think they can pull it off. But we got to address if they're going to do it. We talked about that earlier in the episode. So we got our fingers crossed. We went down to mustaches for you. So the That's least right. you can do is make the playoffs. Amen. Yeah, Amen. About it. So, um, Absolutely. All right. So uh, we got the we got the Blackhawks again. On Thursday, am I correct? Yep, Thursday. Thursday no, night, Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. No, Wednesday. Oh, yeah, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Right. It, it feels, it feels like Tuesday. That's what it is. You're right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like a Tuesday game. So, uh, all right. So, we will, for Thursday's episode 38, we'll definitely be getting more into this Chicago series, this season changing three years against the Blackhawks, which honestly feels like a playing series almost. Like it feels like we're already in the playoffs almost. So uh, yeah. we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into some other stuff later this week for episode 38. So until next time, everyone stay safe and take care. Go Preds. Let's play off run. Let's get in and then let's see what happens. Let's see what happens after that. All right, everyone take care. All right. This is episode 37 of the Catfish Alliance podcast. Thank you for listening. We will see you later this week. See you.